Welcome, 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 Fret Talk listeners. It is episode number 260 of the Fret Talk podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. Very, very nearly not here with Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. We'll go into that a little bit later. We are also joined by Mr. Oh my gosh, it is Josh. Giving the people what they want, giving the people what they need. Drink <laughs> it in, baby. <laughs> I mean, that is confidence. That I like. Gift that. of Josh. That's it. <laughs> the gift of Josh. Oh, where's the receipt? Can we return it? <laughs> you pass your twenty-eight day expiry. <laughs> <laughs> and we are also joined by Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Woo-hoo! <laughs> oh, it's a podcast. I am sweating my taters off already. It's it's a muggy evening. This is. Very muggy. Yeah. I'm right by the conservatory way. doors, and it's absolutely beautiful. Indeed. Right. Who wants to uh, Who wants to start us off with some podcasty goodness? Well, so, I think you should because I have a feeling that yours is going to take the longest. <laughs> <laughs> it probably won't. It probably won't. But we'll. Yeah. Go on. I will. I will. Now you've. Uh, now you've asked nicely, Josh. Um, I piqued your interest. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. Right, so I'll, I'll warm us up a little first before we get onto the the drama of this week. Um, I recorded I recorded a no talk all tone versus two weeks ago, maybe I don't know. I, I record them in in advance. They're not done live. You peek behind no. the curtain here. <laughs> I mean, they could be. <laughs> uh, they they require very little editing. I've I've got it down to an art these days. Uh, but yeah, so I thought. It's been a while since I've done a tube screamer shootout, and I kept seeing the bad monkey cropping up, like on, uh, on the, like Facebook groups and whatnot. I thought I'm going to try that again. I want to see what it's all about, and I I've got that versus another pedal that I used to run with on my first ever pedal board. So it's kind of like a little, uh, like a little reunion, tone reunion. So it was the Behringer Tube Overdrive. Yes, I used to run two Tube Screamers. Wait. What of it? <laughs> back Jackpot. That's it. Back back then. That, I mean, you, your choices were you had a Tube Screamer, you had a Tube Screamer clone, or you had a maybe like a DS1. Or <laughs> if you're feeling particularly fruity, a Mega Distortion. And, uh, <laughs> or if you're feeling mega, mega fruity, you got the, what is it, the Digitech Death Metal. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Digitech Death Metal was about, there was, uh, there was a kid who used to be on, on the, the scene around Birmingham who had a, uh, a Digitech Grunge, and he was the coolest because of this absolute <laughs> wall of noise. <laughs> I mean, everything was loud, so it, it sounded great. But it was the fact that everything was loud. It weren't the tone of that pedal. <laughs> that pedal, <laughs> on hindsight, sucks absolute ass water. So. No, really? Indeed. Yeah, when I used to rock the Bad Monkey and this Behringer Tube Overdrive, I have no qualms in saying that I used to play them badly. Like, I didn't know how to set them up. I just turned everything up. Turn all the dials up and try and get the all most of the gain. dials up on a tube screamer. Yeah, try and get all of the gain out of it. Yeah, and it would sound horrible. Did you stack them into each other as well? I, that may have happened one or two times. Oh, 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 oh. Guitar goes. <laughs> Indeed, I was I was young and inexperienced. I wanted like and a really heavy was tone. It, was this back in the days when you were running a Line Six Spider as well? No, this is only no. last week. <laughs> no, no, no. This was so. By the, by the time I had both those pedals, I was running. It was one of the Marshall, um, like the early valve state uh, heads, and okay. they were they were pretty good. AV, so, the AVT one fifty. No, it was the earlier valve state than that, like the V something or other. So the AVT followed it, and they didn't sound as good. Um, but the the early valve state stuff sounded pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I used to run these two pedals. I'm pretty sure I stacked them. My tone was terrible back then. I I don't care. Look, we all learn no tone. But like, I, I've revisited these two on the on the verses, and actually, they are both very very competent tube screamer clones. The 
Behringer is, I believe, an 808, and the um, the Battle Monkey's a TS9 with a yeah. like active bass and treble control. Basically, your, your treble control is your your standard tone control, and then you've got the the bass control, almost like the super fat mud on the uh, the blues driver, adding yeah. adding bass back into the signal. Both sound really great. You need to check out the video because I need you to vote on them. You need to tell me which one which one is better. And then what I might do with the no talk or tone verses, I might collate some uh collate some of the, the scores and then do like a <laughs> like the ultimate tube screamer at the end of it. Because we had <laughs> the the uh the T S mini versus the the Joyo as the first no talk or tone verses and the Joyo won. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you maybe like if you want to see the Behringer versus the Joyo or the the Bad Monkey versus the Joyo, you've got to go, got to go and vote for that. But of course, this is not the news that we were we were talking about this week, is it? I think on on your socials on on Monday, Josh, you shared a little bit of news that we were going to be doing, going to be doing some some video shooting. Yeah, um... it was at that point where the curse fell down upon the day <laughs> yeah it was like all best laid plans had gone to waste and it was like so you wanted to do this today oh well apparently your horoscope says uh-uh. yeah <laughs> the magic eight ball says fuck you fuck you fuck it, your plan it was it was just like okay this is about as bad as today can get and then you think Right, it can't possibly get any worse. Uh, computer, computer, computer says no. You want a bet? <laughs> so, to give a to give a bit of context, like me and Josh had been planning, uh, we've been planning a meetup to do some, like, basically like batch batch records, a bunch of videos for pedal boards are doing. We had about like three video ideas fleshed out that we were gonna. Absolutely hammer it. They, they were all pretty solid video ideas as well, is if I may may add. Yeah, I think I think we may have uh, talked about some of them before, but I don't mind I don't mind sharing that we were gonna do like a first impressions of the HX stomp for a, a QC user and vice versa. So we were gonna like get to play with each other's toys, which is fantastic. Like like the uh, the like, day at the end you, of you term got... in primary school. Go around you would have definitely had, yeah, yeah, it's exactly, it's exactly that. <laughs> um, you definitely would have had like the better end of the bark. It's just like, oh, this is my, I don't know, I can't remember much the HX stop costs. Yeah. So, oh, let me play with this £1,500 piece of stuff. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and then, it, it's my PS1. Now, can I play on your PS5? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, and, uh, so... uh, we were going to do a, a blindfold shootout of like similar amp tones as well. Yeah. See, if we could guess like kind of which one was the Helix and which one was the the Cortex. Yeah, yeah, and like I was absolutely buzzing for it. I was really excited for it. I'd like gathered up all all my equipment and we we like I packed it in the car. I got about five minutes down the road from where you live because we were going to shoot at your your house. At my gaff. At your gaff, indeed. And then there was a massive road closure where they decided to resurface the entire of the road that links up to where Josh's house, the road that Josh's house is on. And it's the only road that goes there. (laughs) (laughs) So He's not exaggerating. It is legit (laughs) the only road in and out. (laughs) Indeed, yeah. So, look, I managed to get... Like on a on a cul de sac that was behind where your house was. Yeah, the Ford Roth. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I think it was cool. I think it's called, yeah. Yeah. So like I could have stood on the top of my car and saw into your back garden from that point. But it was no use because I had shed loads of gear and, and stuff. So I went to do the arduous fifteen minute round trip to get around this uh this road blockage. And at the top of the road my car completely died. Just and it's not and it's not like it ran out of petrol or like the exhaust fell off. Yeah, it's, no. it's not like there was a annoying <laughs> knocking that I'd been ignoring for weeks prior. 
or, or a check engine light yeah. for six months. That's it. I'd put a, put a bit of gaffer tape over. I feel so like this is a personal attack on me. <laughs> <laughs> the check engine light is there to let you know that you still have an engine, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Engine. <laughs> That's check. why it's, it's engine <laughs> check on. Yep. Yes. That's it. You've yeah, still got it. Turn the, turn the ignition there. on, and it tells me that my engine is on. That's yeah. what the yellow lights for. <laughs> so there was there's absolutely no no foreseeing this this incident but basically the the entire battery on my car went dead usually when you when your battery runs low it won't let you start the car but you still got like like your Radio dash yeah dash all of that and... the battery just went completely dead in an instant which shipped me up <laughs> something rotten and my car, my current car, which may not be my current car for too long, um, has got an electronic brake. So rather than like a manual handbrake, it's got an electronic handbrake, which meant that I was I was stuck on a hill with no handbrake. <laughs> what the head is for? Yeah, well, I managed to kind of jimmy myself onto a curb so that it weren't rolling back, causing issues. Um, and... So he's now got a thigh like a fucking piece of oak wood. <laughs> I do, yeah. I've, I've, I worked out the quadriceps that day. Um, but to to cut a three-hour sat in a car in the sun story short, um, <laughs> we didn't get to film that day, did we, Josh? We didn't get to film that day. And it Well... We nearly did. There was a glimmer of hope. In yeah, there was the... there was a brief like kind of five minute window where we thought, yes, I'm going to be able to to get to Josh's, um, and then and then my... literally about two <laughs> yeah. minutes later, it's just like Josh. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry, mate. Happening. I've realised I've got no clutch, and they are almost <laughs> instrumental to being able to you know move move the vehicle. <laughs> yeah. So that was problematic. Um, yeah. Basically, the repercussions of this is the um, money that I had earmarked for like potentially upgrading video equipment or buying new audio gear is now pissed down the swanee. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not been a good couple of months for our budget pedal chat because his amplifier went, yeah. and then <laughs> and that car's gone. <laughs> That's it. Really expensive yeah. video ideas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ironically, I think we need to roll with this the next time we actually do. But I did put in our Fret Talk podcast group that we got and said, like, it's literally been the most expensive video idea ever. And <laughs> 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 fucking has. Yeah, the best thing about it is this video was even more expensive and didn't get made. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Fuck. It's just so. So this week, fuck this week, pretty much, is, is what I'm saying. This week, budget pedal chap is going extra budget and he is playing with the pedal from AliExpress. <laughs> but I have to return it. <laughs> um, Matt, Matt, cheer us up, mate. Cheer us up. You've got, some, you've got some news which doesn't involve £1,200 worth of repairs. I do. It involves significantly less than £1,200 worth of repairs. I mean, it involves repairs, but not to a vehicle. Uh, So I mentioned about six weeks ago that I'd snapped the headstock off a Levis Paul and put it in for repairs. I got a photo on, I think it was Friday, um, which I shared with the guys, um, saying, oh, look, it's it's glued back together and it's it's staying together and all looks good and we're going to up the tension over the next few days. And the the first thing I had to do was zoom in on the photo to try and find where the crack was because it's such a good job he's done that I couldn't I I wasn't one hundred percent sure whether he was showing me the right guitar because I was oh. like I did the headstock was definitely like there was a big jagged crack and it like the the job he's done is absolutely fantastic. I'm gonna say um, we've, we've all we've all zoomed in on a picture on the internet to to look at the crack, haven't we? <laughs> Oh, Let, let's not say we haven't. <laughs> Funny, fun fact, as you know, I'm a big Formula One fan, and every time the commentator goes to the Aston Martin pit garage and mentions their um, their CEO or whatever it's called now, uh, Mike Crack, I always <laughs> laugh. I mean, you've got to. It's. I think. It, I think it's the law. I think. Uh, yeah, it must be the law. 
it's it's mandated under threat to our, our company policy. <laughs> oh, is it? Shit, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, if there's someone called Mike Crack, then <laughs> you you absolutely have to give it a giggle. Yeah, absolutely. No, but yeah, so I got that notice, and then um, he he met, he also mentioned that the the um, the knobs that have been put on the pots were 18 spline knobs that had gone on to 24 spline pots. So they compressed the, the top of the, the, the actual, like, you know, the the spiky bit that comes out of the front of the guitar. I don't know what you call it. The the, yeah. the movie bit of the pot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The shaft. Yeah. The sha- there we go. Yeah. So so the... Oh, the, I was the shaft, trying the, <laughs> the spiky bit on the guitar. It's like, does it mean like... I was like, does it mean the body horn? Yeah, you've got the split <laughs> shaft or you've got the solid shaft <laughs> Yeah, on and, and it, it was a split, split shaft and they'd been pressed shut and he was actually... Um, he just noticed that the, the one of the pots was loose and he was just going in to tighten it because he's obviously doing a setup. And he noticed this and he said he's bought some replacements which i'm absolutely fine with so that they're right size ones and there's no not as much pressure on the pots so that hopefully they won't get damaged um, yeah. and all in for a headstock repair that is phenomenal complete setup replacement of this stuff and sorting out the the issues with the with that it's cost me 150 quid shit mate which is just it might be dirty. cheaper for me to send my guitars to the isle of man <laughs> get them set up <laughs> Because, yeah, no, it's just, like I say, absolutely delighted with that. And um, I'm going to swap over because the um, the Widdly Widdly guitar that I bought, like, back in May, still yeah. haven't had set up. So I think I'm just going to drop that off with him and just say, yeah, well, you set up this Floyd Rose, which will be a bit more expensive because, obviously, Floyd Rose systems are a pain in the ass. Yeah, no, absolutely. You are two against one here. <laughs> I own four Floyd Rose guitars, and in the years I've had them, I've never had an issue. Just, yeah, the, think... the issue is the person who had it before me is a really, really light uh, uses has a really, really light touch. So, um, is this a kid friendly podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, so he had a really light touch, and like literally, I can't strum the guitar without it just rattling. So the whole thing needs lifting up, and then it needs a full reset. Which I just can't be asked. Even if that was on a um, like a different bridge system, I wouldn't do it myself. Yeah. But the fact that it's on a Floyd Rose, the whole thing needs like moving up, and then the rest of the guitar needs resetting up. I just can't, I really can't be asked. So I'll drop that off at the same time so that I've got, and then I can start learning some like Van Halen shit or I don't know some other Widdly stuff. Yeah, yeah, Van Halen stuff. I have found it recently surprisingly more difficult than you'd think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was already planning on it being really difficult. <laughs> so yeah. that's not what I wanted to hear. Times that by about two and a half. And you <laughs> ex- r- roughly in the ballpark. That's for the, the... for the rhythm stuff, of course. Like the, the lead. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, well, the, the only reason, like, part of the reason I bought this is because one of the bands I'm in has been after me doing Jump by Van Halen for about 18 months. And they're like, oh, you'd yeah, you be, you be good enough to do something that, like, sort of sounds like the solo. And I'm like, I don't think I will. But I'm gonna have to give it a go because um, you know I've got the right type of guitar for it now. Yeah, but we'll turn up to rehearsal and absolutely fuck it up beyond re- recognition <laughs> to a point where they go, "No, we're not doing that one anymore." <laughs> yeah, it's it's one or the other, isn't it? Yeah, but um, and it'll also be nice to have a Floyd Rose just to mess about with dive bombs and all that kind of stuff. And that actually brings me on to something that I've forgotten about, which is I received a pedal in the post. Oh, I think from you did, Mister Josh. Hey. And it does dive bomby things because I bought a whammy. And so what you're saying yeah. is you didn't actually need that guitar. <laughs> no, no, I absolutely do because I like I can't tap on. Well, I mean, like, you can tap on a like Les Paul or a Strat or a Tele, but a I must ad- I must admit I've never used the dive bomb function on it. I've um, what on earth have you got it... Floyd Roses for then? <laughs> Why? Well, because. I always used it for an octave two or octave one, not for some of the, for some of the Rammstein solos. I'd never used it for like the dive bomb. Yeah, I event. mean, I, there's a couple of songs that we do where I need harmony parts, so I'll probably be using it mainly for that. But I, 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 like, there's no way I'm buying a whammy and using it not for the dive bomb function at some point, <laughs> because who doesn't want to hear in the middle of their blues song? Wee wee wee. <laughs> it's 
just randomly. I mean, you'll find it exactly who doesn't want to hear that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to clear some pubs out. It's going to be great fun. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> a little bit of Red House, and then right at the end, just absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the house <laughs> fell down. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, so I've got the Whammy, which I, I'm probably going to start an auxiliary board because I probably I really want to have Wah back on the board but don't have any space for it so I think I'm just going to set up an auxiliary board with the Whammy a Wah pedal and the expression pedal for my M5 which you can then you know start controlling some probably delay and have like those weird delay sounds that you get when you mess with the repeats and stuff and the time so yeah I think I'll probably set my mini board up just to have solely treadles on it and nice. I'm sure it'll look ridiculous, and I will have some great fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. And then what I've done <laughs> since the last time I was on the cast is I've done three gigs, three very different gigs. The first was a wedding in a barn um, with <laughs> okay. a leaky roof on a rainy day, so that was fun. <laughs> I mean, this is very much sounds like the opening lines from a song here. <laughs> Literally, like, we had a stage where we had to leave some space on the stage because that's where the leaks were coming through. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, like, it was like, oh, we've got to have to move the monitor forward 18 inches because otherwise the monitor is going to electrocute everyone. Health and safety. Never heard of her. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was that was not, not too bad. That was a good fun one. And then we played a pizza restaurant because it's an awesome pizza restaurant owned by some people who just love live music um and yeah. tell me the riders for free pizza absolutely i mean so we get paid cash and free pizza shit man that's the, that's so, like a like, double whammy of awesome <laughs> yeah you look yeah like, so you can't complain with that at all yeah it's pizza um after you've finished and then yeah so you get to sit down have some pizza and then break all your gear down when you're stuffed full of pizza nice <laughs> but, nice uh, yeah i always love playing that venue they're, they're really good over here they're they they're so supportive of local music. They just, they're really passionate about like all local things and just, yeah, great people. And then I played play the Godfather theme song. I didn't, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to learn that for next time, though. <laughs> and then I did a wedding on Saturday, which is possibly the most stressful gig I've ever done. So you're in a, I was in a marquee in a field. Yeah. And the marquee didn't even have a floor on it, so you literally put your amp and your pedal board down on like uneven grass. Mm. Not, not, <laughs> not really that comfortable with doing that anyway. But okay, the marquee's been up for a week; it's dry inside. I guess it's okay. No area of protection in front of you. You literally just piss people, and very, very larry, very, very drunk people. And I spent seventy percent of the set standing over the top of my pedal board with one leg either side of my pedal board trying to stop people from tripping over my pedal board because <laughs> i just like the bride tripped over and fell on my pedal board and changed all of the settings on every pedal that was <laughs> I, was, I just really <laughs> hope you were playing like a clean section and all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, i was playing i mean it was fairly clean i was playing the rhythm part covered in chorus and she turned on two drive pedals and turned the drive all the way up. <laughs> so she turned on my rhythm boost, uh, sorry, my, my rhythm game and my lead boost. <laughs> so it so weren't so, even a quiet mistake. So, yeah, I, I, I went from kind of like in, in the background. We were doing Friday I'm in Love by The Cure. So I go, I'm literally just strumming along some chords and it goes from really like low in the mix to just bang. <laughs> <laughs> sounds a bit like fucking metal chords just so so much louder so I, I just immediately like roll all the way down on the volume on the guitar and try and help the bride to her feet and sort out everything that's going on but yeah it was just like I said it was just so stressful because I was just like there's 3,000 pounds on the floor here and all of these people are spilling beer and spilling just all sorts of booze <laughs> and, all, and all they do is get closer and closer to the stage and then one drunk girl literally just walked past me to stand like between me and the bass player and i'm just looking at her and i just I, at that point i just stopped and just pointed at her and just kept pointing away and i was like i'm not playing anymore until you fucking get over there because i'm stressed out i just it was literally one of the most stressful experiences i've had playing i just i hate when that's people why get... I, I wouldn't play weddings yeah i mean generally it's all right 
at most of the wedding venues over here now provide at least some sort of staging. And even if it's like not enough for the whole band to get on, it's kind of gives an indicator of people to, you know, you got to stay back a bit. And they generally all also have like, you know, these like click together dance floors that you can put down just so that it gives you a kind of, this is where you're supposed to be. And you can keep it like five foot back. So even if they step off the front, they know that they've got to step. But there was none of that for this. It was literally just, yeah, just, just drunk people deciding to do whatever they want. And yeah, oh, drunk just, people are the best, aren't they? Yeah, fucking wonderful. I wish everyone was drunk all the time. Like <laughs> fucking toddlers, and it is. <laughs> it <laughs> is, uh, and yeah, it, it was like herding cats. And yeah, like I say, I I I just spent the whole time going. I wish I'd brought spare pedal. I, I wish I brought spare pedals, and I just put down my cheap cheap board. But I don't yeah. have a cheap board anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, my I, philosophy for my board is that everything on there, bar one pedal, is absolutely replaceable. Yeah, but it doesn't quite sound quite as good. It's like 95%, and I don't like 95%. I like 100%. Yeah, fair play. Fair play. I run the the gambit of, like, 95% is good enough because I know that if... (laughs) <laughs> if that 95% becomes 0% because of someone's beer, <laughs> the yeah. tears won't be too too hard to... Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And like I say, I, I've learned from the experience. I, I went to set up in the daytime. And I think if I was doing... That's why I am doing another wedding this Saturday. And I think if it's going to be a similar situation, I will come home and rebuild the board. Yeah. I just... Uh, yeah, I, I just not dealing with it. Like, I was so stressed. I've made so many mistakes because I was too busy focused, like, bounce, trying to bounce people back into the crowd rather than have them fall over and just... Yeah, I think if I if I'd put together a board with the cheaper stuff of my pedals, like the you know the T, the TC Corona chorus or not the Corona, which I, I can't yeah remember, the afterglow. afterglow instead of my analog man, you know that's two hundred quid saved. And yeah. like yeah, drop drop a couple of the drive pedals off and go for some cheaper options that I've got. In fact, I think I've probably still got a Soul Food lying around, so you know I could drop that on there and yeah, just just go for something that's going to leave me less stressed. But yeah, so yeah, that's what I've done for the last two weeks. Yeah, I'm down with that. Josh, 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 Josh. Apart from waiting in your house for the 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 budget pedal chap who never came, yeah. Uh, You've you've been it's like it's like waiting for Christmas and then it's like nothing comes. That's it. But you have been uh, you've been having a bit of a play today, haven't you? I have. Uh, yes, um, well, I was going to be doing a video on this today for the wonderful pedal boards of doing people, but somehow something wasn't playing ball. Mm. And after about seven video attempts, I just, the, literally, the last video just picks up, fuck, at the top of my voice. Because <laughs> just nothing seemed to work. Like, I was trying to record, I had the two cameras going yeah um and then i was obviously recording my mic um and then i which should go into my interface and then the guitar going into interface to for the product which i'm going to speak about in a second and then it was just like midi sample rate was some error and then it, every time it just stopped recording yes 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 we've all um, been there <laughs> um so then I was trying to drop the buffer rate size and because I think it's as well, I was screen recording because it was to do with something in Logic. Um, and I had to switch the automation to watch, I think it what I think it is in Logic. So then it, it when you change something, obviously then it picks up the change, you don't just get one entire um audio. Uh and it, it just it just wasn't working. Yeah. And I just I, I had to just kind of just fucking bin the idea and I think I'm gonna have to read I will still do the video, but it might just have to be where I record the audio through the cameras rather than having to try and send all of the feed through. Yeah, back uh, through the like, DAW. Yeah, I mean my laptop's not a slouch. I mean it was still handle it quite well but for some reason something just wasn't playing ball um so what i was playing with is the new neural archetype rabia 
uh, which I was I was speaking to somebody the other day. I'm not going to say their names for I don't I don't know if it's an NDA agreement or whatever, but um, was talking about that Devin Townsend's working with something with Neural, and then yeah. it, uh, lo and behold, the next day. Neural put up their signature announcement where they'd post a picture of like a black silhouette of an amp and cap and was like, soon. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, well, this has got to be like, arc- like if they have their normal, you know, Soldano or to- the Tone King Imperial, which they did as well. Yeah. And then they have the archetype, which is like to capture specific sounds, like they did archetype, uh, yeah, Nolly and yeah, Nolly and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, this is going to be archetype Devin Townsend, and I was just like, oh, I'm ready for this. And loads of people in the comments were like, oh, archetype Devin Townsend, because Devin has announced many times on he does a lot of Twitch streaming, yeah. And he has said that he is working with something with neural, so it's not exactly like um Yeah, it's like safe money to to bet on um archetype Devin yeah. Dominator. Especially because he's mentioned that he's working with Neural on something himself. Um so it is it, it you know, it's like the best, you know, the worst kept secret sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I did another announcement on Tuesday, and then they did an announcement saying, Oh, tomorrow, which would have been today. Uh, and then Lo and behold, at three o'clock, archetype Rabia Massad, and I was just like, <laughs> "What? <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly." That was my um, response to it, and of course, everyone knows I'm a big fan of him, his music, and yeah. things like that. So it was no hesitation. It was like, "Buy, shut up, and take my money." Yeah, literally. Um. And the video is going to be like first reactions to the tones, because what is because Rabia's sound is very you know leading towards that mid focused uh, you know progressive metal sound, but then he also does a lot you know of like strat vibes and ambient stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, there is quite a lot of tones that come into it, and so there's three amps. There's a clean. There's um, a rhythm and there's a lead. Mm. And I must say, the artwork that they've done for the amps is phenomenal. It looks absolutely beautiful. Nice. Um, like, the the clean is, like, very, like, steampunk sort of vibe. Yeah. Uh, the rhythm is, like, white and gold with, like, gold sort of knobs and it looks really nice. And then the... The lead is like um, it's like a blackface amp with skulls and like purple LEDs. Nice. L- looks the dog's fucking bollocks. Um, no guesses as to what they're voiced around as he you know works a lot with Victory. He's got the signature Kraken and the VX100, so you can the modelled around those sounds. Yeah. Um, but what's really good on them as well is that they've got you can switch between EL34 and 6L6 voicings. Okay. On the amps, which I thought was really good. Uh, pre and post effects, there's a dual compressor, an overdrive, uh, a fuzz, and there's. I forgot what the other one is. Compressor, fuzz, overdrive. Mm. I forgot what the other one is. <laughs> uh, and then there's delay, and then there's like stereo delay and reverb post effects. But yeah. what the the selling point is that they've done like a mono synth, and that's like its entire element, which you can add on top of the effects and on top of the amps and the graphic EQ. Yeah. I looked at it and I was like, Matt touched upon it within the, the in the fret talk group, and it's like there is a lot of knobs and things to do with it. But my God, when I used it, I like I was giggling and laughing, and because some of the sounds that you get out of it are just you're thinking, how the fuck is a plugin doing this? Um, it's mental, isn't it? Yeah, it is absolutely crazy. 
and I was I was automatically getting lost. And there's there's got to be about fifty presets that he's made f- that come as standard with it. Yeah, uh, uh, and then there's presets by um, Leo, just Frog Leap Studios on YouTube. Um, Joe Gosney from Black Peaks, he's done some. Uh, plus uh, Jack Gardner, he's done some as well. There's this like there's a whole load load of presets that other people have done themselves. Cool, and they are just they really push kind of you into a uh, a bit of playing where you're trying to find new ways of playing on the fretboard because the effects are making you play that way. Yeah. And I was getting lost on a couple of them where it's uh, using the monosynth uh, built in with, like, the stereo doubler. There's a built-in transposer as well. Okay. And, which is, like, even better than, say, if you're in E standard and you want to drop yeah. down to D standard, boom. And I tried that. No latency, none of the polyphonics or earth pitch. Yeah, the artifacts problem. that you get with it. Yeah. And it, it was just really clean and pristine nice and uh i tried it out with the baritone uh and i tried it out with the ml1 as well obviously both his signature guitars and i was like for some of the sounds i was getting straight up like that's that sound off that album that's that sound off his ep or whatever but the really is something for everyone if you're just a clean strap player he's done those sort of tones if you're an overdriven strap player that's there if you want the the progressiveness that's there and then if you want really wacky crazy outside of the box yeah resets kind of like big ambient filling in the yeah in the sonic space as well um like there was one that i really liked and i um i think it was called like follow your riff or something like that but you um you play and then the guitar it's like an automatic swell okay yeah uh, so I was playing one note, and then it, you know, it would swell in, and you play another note, and it would swell in without, you know, because usually you would have to volume not bit or you know use the expression pedal, but it, it does it automatically. And I'm like, how in the fuck has he managed to do this? It's crazy. Yeah, kind of uh, like the bus auto swell. Yeah, pedal kind of vibe. Um, and I was just getting completely enamoured and and lost with it because I was just enjoying myself so much with some of the sounds. Indeed. Um, it is more on the pricier scale. It's uh, 139 euros. I think it's about 120 quid. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, it's not cheap, but... Yeah. but it, it's definitely already, one for the fans. It's- already, I'm reconsidering re-recording all of my ep with the tones that are on here <laughs> oh that, that's a dragon that you're never going to catch that isn't it it is however it, it is that good <laughs> the the sounds on it were just like straight away i was coming up with oh i could add this bit onto my ep and oh yeah. this would be perfect for this and yeah yeah um there was um a preset, I think it was called like droplets of fifths or something like that. And when you were playing, it would just like kind of ambient echo, but the pitch would change with each one. Okay. And I was just like, how has he done this? Like, and obviously it was done through the, the monosynth yeah. thing that, that's on there. Um, and with the neural products, everything that's on the plugins. The update's not out for it yet, but it's co- it is coming. Yeah. Uh, you'll be able to import them onto the the quad, quad cortex. cortex as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it it's kind of like mm, there's there's a lot of scope for um, creativity, especially. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I must have been playing on it for a good two and a half three hours, and I was like, oh. I need to do this, and I need to do this, and I need to sort. I need to sort dinner out or whatever because <laughs> I forgot to eat. <laughs> yeah, we've all been it, there. Yeah, I mean that's it, that's we, a sign of a project that 
really resonates with you, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I, when I seen like the, the mono synth, I was just kind. I was just kind of thinking to myself, is that something that I'm, I'm realistically, I'm, I'm going to use. Um, but then when I started finding presets that actually had it on there, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Yes, no. I will use it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's boy, boy racer in the background. Um, this, um, <laughs> <laughs> the I've automatically kind of found now that there's sounds on there that I'm going to use underneath on, um on the ep because it's just the perfect um sort of um filler in there yeah the sonic, that was it sonic so filler. I've, I've just pulled it up now so yeah twin blade compressor which is based off his wampler eb10 compressor and preamp yeah uh you've got uh the chaos bed octava which is based off the electroharmonics uh pog uh, yep. The Colossus Fuzz. Now, he runs four fuzzies on his board, so I'm not too sure which one it's voiced after. But I think, judging from when I was playing through it, yeah. it's voiced off the Buffalo um, Effects Germanium Fuzz. Okay. Um, and the Paragon Overdrive, which is uh, MX, uh, uh, the Maxon OD808. Um, I was just going to uh, say, because I know you can screen share on this doobery, can't you? Ah, here we go. <laughs> so, uh, Such an old man. Yeah, I feel I, I must feel like like leave Dabba da Dabba da Doom doing this. <laughs> he looks so a good, if you, loves if a good screen share. Oh, oh, I'm ever so sorry, but yeah, I am using you as my reference point here because I am going to very see if I can. So those are the amps. We've got the pedals here, which we, I think look really nice. Yeah, they've done, done a great work on the graphics, haven't they? The Overlord synth, which, as you can see, there's a lot of things. It doesn't have any keys. It's not a synth. <laughs> uh, cab sims with IRs. Transpose and doubler. Quite a lot going on in there, isn't there? Yeah, but I absolutely love the the way it looks. Yeah, it's got it's got a very strong look to it, hasn't it? Loving that that golden white kind of aesthetic on that. Yeah, so that's the rhythm. Then there's that lead one with the like the purple look on it, and then the the steampunky clean um, sound. I mean, that doesn't look very clean. That looks as if it should be brutal and metal. Yeah. But, <laughs> but hey ho, to each their own. Yeah, look, it looks really cool. It's got the kind of steampunk aesthetic. It's got those kind of geometric patterns on it as well, hasn't it? But we'll we'll move on to our hot site now. Yeah, first face is over. It was our, uh, I think, from last week. Twelve percent of the people said yes, yes. First face is over and agreed with Lee. Eighty-eight percent have said no. Fuzz me harder, big boy. Which I, I, I must admit, I think I was the only person that said like I'm not in like, yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't. I'd I don't also like to note that the, the the percentages has changed because as I went to check what exactly the wording was, I noticed you could add an option, and now oh, there no, is a you... vote for penis. <laughs> <laughs> how how many percent does penis have? It has twelve percent. Oh, there you go, twelve percent penis. Oh my god, that sounds like a podcast. Talk that doesn't it? twelve percent penis. Oof, right. It must be fairly big if you're twelve percent penis. <laughs> yep, twelve percent penis. So, what's the hot take this week? The hot take this week is not twelve percent penis. Believe it or not, the hot take this week is from a chap in the pedal boards of Doom Group called Andre. He has got a surname, but I can't pronounce it, so that's where we stay. He said, you don't need so many drives on your board. False. I think we should get him. <laughs> False. <laughs> um, so I think his, his argument for this is that, look, you probably need two overdrives on your board, or like two parts of your drive section 
golf. <laughs> yeah. I would. I. I agree with him, and I'll tell you why. You can two sorts of types of overdrive. You might want like a full-on fat overdrive, and then you probably want like a subtle one. The rest of it you can do with the volume knob and the tone knob on your guitar. Now, if you touch the volume knob on your guitar, your tone sounds wank. <laughs> volume on a guitar should always be at maximum unless you want to take away some of your high end. Volume. Unless you've got a, <laughs> a high pass, um, sorry, a low pass on your um, volume control. Yeah, which is unlikely. I mean, I, I, Andre, I agree with you, and anybody else is wrong. If yeah, you've I mean, got there's... less than five gain stages on your board, you need more pe- drive pedals. Well, I mean, like my, my board runs like two and a half, really. So I've got, I, I, I do almost like Josh says, I do one light, light drive, which is always on, because why the fuck not? That's the Mojo Mojo, because it makes everything sound better. Um, but I also have got the Chevtone Preacher Overdrive uh, prototype which I use to stack into the... No, I stack the Mojo Mojo into that. That gives me my kind of full gain when we do chunky, like, guitar-driven stuff. And, and then that, what about if you want chunky guitar-driven stuff, but you're playing lead? Uh, that's where I got my boost. So I've got a Tube Screamer but set with minimal gain to give me the creamy overdrive boostiness. Is a Tube Screamer not a drive pedal? Not the way I'm using it. That's why I said two and a half. I could very much get... Uh, that's a dry pedal, <laughs> <Okay>. mate. <laughs> Two <Yeah>. and three. <laughs> but, like, I'm not using it as a drive pedal. I'm using it as a boost pedal. I could use... I could easily use, like, a TC Spark there, which you wouldn't argue is a drive pedal. I could use uh, a treble booster. I could use, a, like, a clean boost if I really wanted to. So it's two and a half. And that's my final offer. Um, like, I've got two overdrives on my board, and I've got uh, MXR, GTOD, and the Wish Clan. And, <laughs> but aren't you yeah. running all your drive from your Quad Cortex anyway? Yes, but I don't use... <laughs> I, don't I use... don't use any overdrives on it. I literally just use the amp on there. That's yeah, it. but how you many different amp models? <laughs> Huh? How many different amp models are you using? One. Are you are you not like dual, even dual amping it? Like dual. I was, and then I just went simpler and just did one amp, and then st- and then hard panned the cab left and right. Okay, okay, I'll let you off. But that there are um, songs that I use four different drive sounds in. <laughs> I d- I don't understand you people. Go on, go on, explain right. to us the, yeah, but, the process. Yeah, but you like pedals with jacks at the top of it, so you're... Yeah, correctly correctly laid out pedals is, is what I like, but yeah. So, you you set your amp as on the edge of breakup, so it sounds like an amp being pushed with a drive pedal, per se. There's benefits and drawbacks to both. I have to, if I want to play completely clean, I have to roll a, a little bit of the the volume off on my guitar i never do it i just don't clean is just not a thing for me so yeah. you start with that as a bass sound then you've got a light drive that just pushes that a little bit more which <laughs> is my messiah i then have the heavy side of the messiah to kick that into a full chunky rhythm kind of crunch you then have your lead boost which i have a tube screamer that runs into the front end of the um the messiah so you can have a leaves boost on either. What the fuck your... is the Messiah? I've never heard of that. It's a Chevtone pedal made by one of our Patreon backers, Mister Adam Yeomans, and oh, it's okay. a it's a Marshall in a box. It's a really really cool Marshall in a box pedal. Um, I've got a two foot switch version, which uh, allows me to do the high gain low gain on the foot switch, as opposed to it originally came with a toggle switch for that. But yeah, so yeah. I've got the tube screen and running into that. Um, normally, I run an Antares after that as like, <laughs> a, you know, I can either use it if I want a cleaner lead sound, I can use the Antares over that instead of the Tube Screamer style before. In fact, Tube Screamer style is the Honey Boy also, Honey Burst also by Chevtone. Indeed. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I normally use the Antares after that and have it like 
so that I can get a cleaner style lead sound. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, my anti-air is, because I've got giant fat feet and I like to kick things in the wrong direction a lot, I broke the switch on it, so I had to send it back to Stuart and be like, I'm an idiot, please can you fix it for me? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, so at the moment that's actually a clean boost, so I'll take that that's not a drive stage at the moment, but I still use it as a drive stage because I want to drive into the front end of it if I ever use it, so it is. I'm getting more of the drive that I had. Um, and then you also need a fuzz because you always need a fuzz. So I've got a. But that's head. not a. But that's not a drive pedal. Yeah, it's a gain stage. It's, gain stage. Is if a gain you stage can't, is a if gain you stage. can't get all of the sounds that you want from the right amp, then you've got the wrong amp. I don't. I, I don't want to use my amp to get gain stages because. No, I don't agree with that. You you can't. Get, so unless if you want a really good saturated overdrive sound. Either you have to have a one watt amp and crank the absolute bollocks off it, and then you never have a clean so- tone, or you never get that sound from your amp because you can never turn it up to max. Like my twenty watt um, studio vintage, even if I put that in five watt mode, I can't turn it up over half through a two twelve cab. I just you can't because it just blows the roof off people. Your drummer gets whiny, your bass player gets whiny, the other guitarist gets. I can't hear myself. Fuck off! I want to hear me. That's but, it. I, I, want, <laughs> I want better tone. Every week. So you fucking turn that down, man. Oh, I want two. I want two. I mean, the other ones... Then like, you need a 10-watt amp or attenuate it. Yeah, but then you, the, the, there's no middle ground. There's no amp that sounds exactly how I want it to sound. I, I just, yeah, give, give me lots and lots of pedals to run into the front of a really good sounding amp to just manipulate the sound in the way that you want it to. The the Messiah runs so well with the Studio Vintage because it's the same kind of circuit and you're just basically playing around. It's almost like playing around the settings on the amp itself. It's voiced almost identically. So so I don't have to... Literally, I run the treble and the bass at 12 o'clock because I want it to sound how my amp sounds and that is the neutral sound on the, on the, the Messiah and I literally just use the volume and the, the gain to in, increase the gain levels. And it all so you see, like that's amp. where you need a Marshall JVM four ten because then you've got the clean, you've got the crunch, you've got the rhythm, and you've got the lead. You can and you've got everything you need. There but, you go. Do I need more? Good, but it doesn't sound as good. Yeah, because you need to be cranking the balls off off yeah. the amp to get it to sound the best that it can. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. With a pedal, yeah. you can get you you can get you can crank the balls off your pedal without blowing the room up. Yeah, they're much more controllable. You can. You can dial in the amount of compression that the the pedal gives. Not, I'm not winning this conversation. I can see that <laughs> well, I'm you, surrounded by heathens. You might you might win it if I, if it goes into our, our podcast group and then people choose the wrong answer. Then you will you will win this. But I think you are you're on an uphill struggle here, basically arguing against a, a group that really loves pedals that we've got too many drive pedals. Well, let's be fair, like. You know, I did win the Marshall JVM one, and I yeah. won the victory one. So, yeah, I yes, was, I, I did. Yes, I did. The but, podcast, by the way, I, was I won so it. Angry <laughs> listening to last week's podcast when Lee goes, "Oh, well, Marshall only make the the origin that sounds anything like the classic Marshall sound," and I'm going, "The studio vintage is half the price of that victory." You're talking about you prick. <laughs> but the victory's better. But it's not though. It is it's though. made of fucking tinfoil. It's not made of tinfoil for fuck's sake, gentlemen. It is that that is that's in the past. We leave that there. This week we have got. You do not need so many drive pedals on your board. I'm going to add an extra one just because of this con- this question. I'm adding another drive pedal. <laughs> okay, okay, you do that. Yeah, out of spite. I'm, I love it. <laughs> In fact, I think I might add my Kossoff drive, which also has another clean boost in it. Boom, yes. <laughs> There's I another two gain stages. What I've learned from this conversation is that I could pretty much get away with um, a dual Messiah and I'd be okay. Like a dual Messiah and a boost, I think I could He's do. not the Messiah, he's a very naughty boy. Indeed. Alas, Chef Tone are unfortunately no more. So that ain't going to happen. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Right. Yeah, the, the podcast agrees to the dog. Indeed. All right, so we've got some news. Do we want to mention a compressor? Do we want no. to mention 
a tube screamer with a clean blend. <laughs> yeah, Fod. Go on, go on. We'll do the the origin because we didn't do it last week, and it um it raised a few eyebrows. It raised a few eyebrows. So the origin Halcyon is a green overdrive. It is an eight. It's well, it's got a switch in the middle, which is an eight oh eight voice switch, and then a mod switch, which I assume changes the mid characteristic. That's a bit that changes the mid, isn't the it? Mid hump. Yeah. yeah, it'll be an eight oh eight and a modified. Um, what was it? Was it Maxon that did the modified TS nine? Yeah. Sure. So yeah, that's it's, it's just it, it's yeah a, a, an eight oh eight or a Maxon. Yeah. So we we've, we've got your standard volume tone gain, and then we've got a dry level. Which should be called clean, I would have thought. Um, <laughs> but semantics there. Uh, so yes, this is like it is very much like a pedal that we've mentioned on this podcast previously. We're not going to get into that argument so much. But Origin, they are a company that do things like the the weird amp thing. What was what was it called? The Origin. Drive. The revival, the, the revival, revival drive. drive. That's it, yeah. The, the the Fender and Marshall with like four hundred and thirty thousand seven hundred and sixty three knobs on it. Yeah, and then they and did, that, like, I the, must the admit, whenever I, if I ever do use a drive pedal on the Cortex, I do use the revival drive on there because it's fucking outstanding. There you go. So they they did basically like a dual amp simulator that can get yeah. you anywhere between the kind of. American clean and British, and then they did the tones. compact version, which was one of them. Yeah, or did it have? It I think it was the Marsh. It might have even had a switch to do both of them, but only one at one one at the time. Yeah, it, it basically made it guitar friendly because the um, the argument against the the original revival drive is that you can get it sounded absolutely fantastic at home. The moment you take it to like the venue. It's like the the characteristics of the room are different, yeah. And then it takes too much time to set it. Yeah, that was so. I I I tried the revival with uh, with Steve, and like, yeah, it's if you've got somebody else who can play the guitar through the pedal for you, so you can set it up exactly how you want it. Eventually, you'll get it sounded fucking fantastic. Yeah. However, if you then open the doors between your living room and your dining room. You have to start again from scratch. <laughs> yeah, but they they made the guitarist friendly version with the compact. They did the Cali seventy six, which is often heralded as the compressor to have. If you've got like, if money's not an option and you want the best compressor, you go for a Cali seventy six. And then they also did the Cali seventy six compact as well. They've done so many of these kind of innovative um, kind of boundary pushing pedals, and then. It was a bit of a surprise that they bought out a tube screamer. Like it was just a bit. Hmm. Yeah. Really they've added some, they've, they've added some extra bits. So, like, like I say, they they do. There's there's two toggle switches in there. So there's one that does the eight oh eight to the modded nine. Yeah. And then there's another toggle switch as well. I think. Like a headroom. Let me uh, let me just bring it up because it's on my recently searched on my guitar. Yeah, of course think... it is. Course it is. Yeah, I think it does. I think it changes the, the headroom characteristics, so you get like more of a dynamic, like an open, an open, more open drive, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously, like the the clean blend is something that those of us that are you know pay pay quite a lot of attention have seen this on a similarly voiced pedal before. Um, in, yeah. in terms of like it's 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 on the Anteras, but there's 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 plenty of drive pedals out there with a clean clean blend it's not something that's sort of unique to stew yeah it's got a yeah it's an adapt feature it says it's like a zero a two and a one so your guess is as good as mine yeah i think uh, i think as far as i remember it was like the the kind of the dynamic qualities of the of the... that's trialer uh adapt trial level a voice uh so yeah it's just three different voicings essentially yeah yeah, yeah. um so like the like as we mentioned with the Anteras before, and I, I still herald that as like the um the kind of mid hump overdrive to, to have because it is just like the, the versatility of having the clean blend as well really opens up possibilities. So it's like it's a really good feature and it's it's really well featured for the type of pedal that it is. 
Um, I think there were a lot of people who were a little bit, uh, a little bit disappointed with Origin because it is it, it is basically a tube screamer. I'm, I know it's like a, a very fully featured, but but it is again it is yeah. And, tube and again, one of the things you said before the cast was like the the Antares is voiced more like the SD, where the the, the hump is in a slightly different place. And yeah. I think it's a it's a bit. I know I know the tube screamer is kind of heralded as as like the the boost to have if you're going to have a, a boost or the blues pedal or whatever you want to or the if you've got a strat and a marshal you've got to have a tube sc- screamer specifically yeah. but it, it just it seems odd that they've they've gone for the 808 and the nine which are different voice but it's the game that's voiced differently as opposed to the tone section i i'd have expected them to like have a bit more like differentiation in the tone like obviously the, the other bit is is we think it's probably like a, a headroom switch and again if you're wanting a tube screamer sound like um the obviously like jhs have done the 10 tube screamers in a box or whatever but yeah the in there, you then you then have the option for those different tone circuits the sd1 is is one i know it's not called the sd1 probably but it's, it's in there and yeah. you've got that option to move around your tone sweep Whereas this, from what I can see, doesn't have that, um, and so you know it's 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 in a slightly different market to the the Anteras, but it it just it seems like a weird thing for for Origin to do. Like I I see their like I see their stuff as studio gear. It's it's too complicated for me. It's got too many knobs for yeah. pretty much all of their gear. It, it just I I I don't have the time, and I do suffer from option paralysis so the fact like the 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 big drive pedal had like six or seven dip switches on each side and eight or nine knobs on each side was just i just let steve mess about with it and i just played through it and you know like i said it does have top mounted jacks great Uh, i don't know whether it does or not i can't remember but (laughs) but yeah like the and the 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 cali 76 the the full six knob one again why do you need six knobs on a compressor? Like, if you're in a studio, great, yeah, absolutely. But like, yeah, I don't want six knobs on my compressor. Like, two is enough. Yeah, compression and volume. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's adding more complication to the to the circuit. But that's kind of like you say they are kind of studio aimed at studio gear. It's not necessarily kind of quote unquote studio quality. Um, but it's it's aimed for that. Look, maybe you have a couple of these Origin pedals in the studio. You have the time to get them dialed in, and then boom, that's the track. Like you're depping depping a session for it, and boom, you've got got that. So maybe this is what that this is all about. It's not about being a gigging musician's tube screamer. It's about having this one tube screamer in your uh, in your gig bag that you can take to a a session, and then get all of the like the tube screamer variant tones that you need yeah well who knows um they're they're okay like they're two two hundred and thirty nine pounds so they sit somewhere between the standard and then like the hand wired versions like the ibanez hand wired version oh shit i forgot about those so it's, a, it's a roughly the same price point as the sparkly red one, isn't it? <laughs> I'll believe you. <laughs> do you remember the special edition sparkly red one that was like 250 quid? Yeah, Dorothy <laughs> Shoes edition. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's 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 the news for this week, I reckon. I don't think we'll mention the compressor. We'll mention that next week. We've already shipped. Yeah, uh, Earthquaker have got a new pedal out as well, but yeah, we can cover it next week. See, save it for next week, Josh, because we are not exactly brimming to the top with news in this summer, summer heat. It is drying up much like much like everything else. Right, it is time to wrap up a podcast. It is, because I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sweating like a... I think we'll leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we we extend a thank you to the people who made it this far because you are awesome we extend an even special thank you to the people who made it this far and pay us to do so you are patreon backers and are i think matt quine awesome. should do it again 
<laughs> See if he can remember without his cheat sheet. Boom. Yeah. There, uh, challenge. Okay. So, gauntlet thrown uh, down. Yes, let's go for it. So there's Mr. Andrew Bimson. Boom. Mr. Adam Yeomans. Yes. Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. I mean, yeah, that's like number seven. No, six. <laughs> no, uh, five. The, sorry. Uh, yeah, okay. There's Mr. Doug Christ. Yes. Of the Masters of the Cinematic Universe, yep. the Just Surprise Me podcast, and of 37 effects. Yes. Uh, there's Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks. Yes. And, and the second button. Missed, uh, and the second button podcast. Yep. Uh, and quite often the Just Surprise Me podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by this point, yeah. Um, and there's Mr. Hugh G. Rection. Indeed. That's it. Is it? Okay, I was, sorry, I, was, I was racking my brains going, I think there's one more, I can't remember who it is. No, you've, uh, you did it completely out of order, which confused me. <laughs> but you did it. You did it, my man, you did it. Woo. Hey, look, there's a dog. Oh doggo. my God, this is the best podcast ever. <laughs> yes. He's a happy doggo. He's a happy doggo. Indeed. Um, but yeah, sorry, I've lost my train of thought now. There's a dog. <laughs> oh. Right, so... If you want to catch me online, I am Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube. YouTube is, of course, the home to the No Talk All Tone series and the No Talk All Tone Versus series, which this week featured a Tube Screamer shootout. And next week will feature Insert Video Here. <laughs> <laughs> I've not recorded it yet. Whoops. Matt, we can find you at here underscore Matt Q at Twitter and Twinstagram. Correct. Those are the only two. Yes. Yes. They've always been the only two. I don't know what you're talking about. Indeed. Don't, yeah, I mean, listen to our back catalogue, maybe. Do it. Do it. Josh, where can we find you? The Corona Mortis on Instagram. You can find my band at Paramore GB. And this week, you will also be able to get a new episode of the Guitar Geeks podcast at Guitar Geeks podcast. Yes. Woo, 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 woo. Fantastic. Featuring Marcus Deluxe pedal boards. Oh, yes. Oh, cool. Marcus Deluxe is, he's, he's a dude. He's definitely a dude. I'll be checking that one out. Um, so, yeah, that's the podcast for this week. Thank you for joining us on this journey. And it will be, uh, we've got to, we've got to outro people first, haven't we? So, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedalture, from Mr. Oh my gosh, it is Josh. From giving the people what they want, indeed, but not necessarily in that order. Um, <laughs> from Mr. Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Hey, it will Wee. be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Best outro ever. So, did you hear about the guy who went to Ikea trying to pick up women? He wanted a one-night stand.